Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week, we'll be talking about the things that you know we have to talk about. Hashtag Weinstein, hashtag every man in Hollywood. Ooh, mm. the lesson. We're also going to be taking a roller coaster ride with a woman named Emma and a hot dude from Italy named Ronaldo. Hmm. And then we're going to do a little peek in the pit with a little good pizza, a little bad pizza. Mm. Not all pizzas are created the same. True. Not all pizza. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel. <Take that. laughs> And just before we get deeper into things, I do want to flag the fact that we will be talking about sexual assault as a topic, and uh, you can choose to listen or not. Guys, can we talk for a second about how stuff keeps happening? Do we have to? (laughs) Every moment of every day. Things keep happening. And you know, for some people, maybe us three, working on a topical pop culture podcast, it's really hard. To keep up? (laughs) It's hard being us. It's yeah, hard it's not so to be hard. outdated instantly. Yeah. I know you guys feel me in this struggle that we want to talk about things that matter to people right now. Mm-hmm. But what the hell is going to happen in a week's time <laughs> when we release? Who knows? I made a joke on the group chat. You guys already know this. Right. But <laughs> I said, who knows which male will come under fire next? Is it going to be Tom Cruise? Is it going to be Tom Hanks? Is it going to be Tommy Pickles from Rugrats? We don't know. You know what we should do? It could be anyone. We should should literally just create like a pack of dye with different faces on them and we could just roll them. Or like a bingo card. Yes. I'm going to create a bot. (laughs) (laughs) That just tweets names. Exactly. Because they'll probably be right. Just in the past few days, here's a list of dudes who are in hot water. Mm. Dustin Hoffman. Uh, oh. Jeremy Piven. No surprise. Oh, I know. <laughs> Brett Ratner. I didn't know who he was until mm. this, but whatever. I, I, that one was horrible. Yeah. That, was, that particular accusation A is, lot of details. Is, yeah. Yeah, is pretty graphic. Danny Masterson from that 70s show. What? Yep. So the, that show's ruined. Mm-hmm. Also, Meet the Fockers, because Dustin Hoffman was in that as well. Goodbye. He's also in other stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The UK defense secretary. Oh, that whole government's messed up now. Well, I mean, it was still before, trash. <laughs> and the head of news at NPR. I know. <laughs> Be remiss of us not to mention that. Well, is it, is, was that them pulling the plug on our podcast right now? The lights just went out. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, speaking of lights. Nice segue. <laughs> Rick Perry who is in charge of something in the government, even though he shouldn't be, mm-hmm. has come out to say, bravely, I might you mean, say. He's come you out? Mean, I'm, I, I'm smart, so I wear glasses now, Rick Perry? Him. Okay. Listen, you know about my Rick Perry crush. I'm oh, God. not oh, proud no. of it. Oh, no. My problematic crush. <laughs> he says that the way we prevent sexual assault Don't, oh, gosh. is through fossil fuels. Quote, from the standpoint of sexual assault, when the lights are on, when you have a light that shines, the righteousness, if you will, on these types of acts, they're less Shut likely to happen. Up. Way to make <sighs> the leap. So, guys, I just yeah. I, I, or maybe it's your maybe it's your clothes, like Donna Karen said, and then tried mm. to walk back. Well, the thing is, that mm. now feels like light years ago to me, and I think mm. it was what like last week. Yeah, I genuinely just don't know what's going to have happened by Wednesday. That said, <laughs> that said, we're going to talk about it it's, anyway. Okay. 
We have to. Because apparently people now give a crap that women Finally. have been g- going through mm. this stuff for, if not years, then if, decades, if then centuries. If only that sentiment was around in November 2016. Just just, uh, just throwing out a month. Okay. Interesting month to pick. Just mm-hmm. throwing out a month. Interesting. Just throwing out a month that you know people would have cared about women being sexually assaulted huh. by powerful men. Just throwing out a month. That's all. The people online who are like, oh, well, why now all of a sudden? And it's like, uh, it's not that hard to parse why. All of a sudden... People who have been abused are like, oh, we're actually being respected and believed in Mm. some capacity. And so I'm going to actually be honest because I don't think I'm going to be disbelieved and put on trial for just what happened to me. Well, I strongly recommend that you guys check out the Anita Hill interview Mm. in The New Yorker. She's an icon. She makes a really interesting and I think very valid point that the reason this is now being treated with the seriousness that it should always have been treated is it's not who's being accused, it's who's doing the accusing. Oh, absolutely. It's it's different types of women. It's Angelina Jolie. They it's have power. It's have women stature. who are a certain type of woman mm-hmm. and who are notable. So they have a platform. Mm-hmm. Right. Very hard was, to shut down. I was just talking about this the other day about with the bill, like comparing the Weinstein and the Bill Cosby sort of case mm-hmm. and why it took so long and why that one was dragged out for so long. Like 50 women were like, hey, me too. The reason why I think it took so long for him is because a lot of the women who were accusing him were like notable in the past or they were like little known actresses. They weren't right. sort of like people that we know now. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, oh, they just want a come up and yeah. they just want fame. Angelina is like, where is my come up? I have my checks. I have. My- I am Maleficent. <laughs> 2019 sequel but coming to you. Isn't it interesting that everyone's kind of hailing Rose McGowan as being someone who kind of led this kind of vanguard? And I actually disagree with that because I detected this kind of note in the way she was treated of there's that crazy lady again. Yeah, I saw that a lot in coverage because Rose McGowan isn't that famous anymore. Her heyday was quite a few years ago. She is not of the Angelina Jolie, Gwyneth Paltrow kind of strata of fame. And there is like, I really detected this of like, there she goes again. She's a little bit nutty. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like every time, for example, Corey Feldman speaks up about the alleged pedophile ring that has been operating, he claims, in Hollywood for like decades. Again, people kind of treat him as if he's a bit mad. Yeah. Because he's not that famous anymore. He's famous for saying this stuff. But I keep returning to this kind of issue of believability because you hear this come up so much in the conversation around these accusations, especially when it comes to harassment about like, well, you know, she perceived it that way, but is it really true? Is that how it happens? Like this keeps coming up again Mm. and again. And that's why I mentioned that Anita Hill interview in The New Yorker, because she was talking about the assumption of truth often just is not there. It's like, in what capacity might this woman have got it wrong? That's Mm -hmm. the starting point that we take. The statistics do show that only a small portion of claims around sexual assault, around sexual harassment are proven to be false. And a huge number of assaults go unreported. But the thing is, like, when women speak up and then they're treated this way and their truthfulness is instantly called into question, how the hell can people wonder right. why, why people don't speak yeah. up? It's like, A, you're a liar. B, what were you wearing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. C, you probably gave him a look or you wanted it or whatever. You probably well, brought it on yourself somehow. The, the assumption is that it's your fault. Another interesting piece, I was talking to my husband about this because he's like, 
I didn't realize that it was so prevalent. And I'm like, really now? <laughs> really You're now? Like, Take a seat. Let me tell you something. Couple seats. That was literally a campaign right. about this. <laughs> so he and I were talking about this piece that he read on VSB, uh, a website called Very Smart Brothers. It's one of my favorites, uh, by the author Damon Young. And he talked about how sexual assault is so difficult for men to understand a lot of times is because they don't believe women. They don't trust that our accounts are accurate and they don't trust that we are not emotional about the subject. Right. So in the piece he talked, he gave examples of interactions with his wife and he basically like checked himself and tried to check other men about listening to women when we talk. Mm. And that's what should be happening. Men schooling other men. Why does it always have to be the women being like, believe us and here's why? That was actually my issue with the the Me Too campaign on social media. That uh, Once again, it was women's voices that had to rise up to reach like this critical mass. So like, oh, we'll believe you now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where are the dudes? Like, yeah. come out. It's, it's like, well, that doesn't really have much to do with us. It's like, uh, you guys <laughs> are woman's the problem. perpetrators. So actually, talk to yes. your friends. Locker room talk. Let's Do it there. Banter. <laughs> you know, are we going to say that guys just can't have banter? Mm. You can't smack a woman on the ass these days, can you? <laughs> oh, that uh, was outrageous. I mean, that, things just have changed, right? Oh, the good old days. Oh, the good old days. Oh, man. You'll still find many people, though, and this is really disturbing, who genuinely believe that false claims are really common. Like, they have this impression that this stuff is, like, almost at epidemic level. That women are just out here kind of sitting back, you know, having a cup of tea at home or something and thinking, you know what I think would really achieve my goals for the year? Making a claim that something was done to me. You know what I'm going to do today? Mm -hmm. Today's the day. We're just rosy on down to the police office right now and fill out a report. Guys, I have more bad news, though. Uh Uh-oh. We love pop culture. We do. We do. But we can't give it a pass here. It can be capital P, problematic. Problematic. Yes. Obviously, like pop culture is a reflection of the world around us, but it also teaches us how to see that world. It's like the whole life imitating art, imitating life Mm -hmm. thing. And you can't deny that false claims and false accusations and men who are wrongly accused and have to fight to prove their innocence, that kind of trope is everywhere in movies, in books, in, mm. Even in music, and historically it's been like so linked with like sexist ideas of women just being like a little bit crazy and a little bit manipulative and totally devious. Hysterical, yeah. if you will. And the trouble is, like the more I think about it, like my beloved movies, like they're all full of this stuff. Okay, I'm just going to shout some names at you. To Kill a Mockingbird, that's the one that normally pops into everyone's head. She was such a hater. Yep. Atonement, that's the movie that always Ooh, makes me cry. That Another was harsh. False claim of Mice and Men. Ooh. From the sublime to the ridiculous, the movie Wild Things, which I watched on cable for the first time the other day. (laughs) Just the first time? Yeah, hadn't seen it before. That was a major film for my puberty era. That's I don't know that I've seen anything beyond the pool kissing scene. Uh, That's enough. Yeah, I feel like that's oh wait the the Kevin Bacon shower scene where his penis is in it. Oh, I have seen that gif. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you've seen the whole thing. I met you saw when you were (laughs) twelve. Yeah, I was just like, this is what people are talking about. It was like that in Melrose Place, and then that was my entire understanding of sexuality. Uh, In Melrose Place, I just remember people getting slapped repeatedly. Oh. Hugely. Yeah. And blown up and stuff. Yeah. Two more words for you. Gone Girl. The book of, like, what was it, like 2015 or something? And then the movie that everyone went to see with Ben Affleck in it. That all centers around a woman who was A, nuts, Mm -hmm. and B, 
makes false claims endlessly. And one of her false claims is about rape. I started thinking about music as well. And <laughs> there is a English rapper that I don't think made... Lady Sovereign? It is not Lady Sovereign. <laughs> Hasn't made the She's yet. Great. I know things. <laughs> Lady Sov. <laughs> Plan B. Have you heard of Plan B? Um, I, I, not I have, the, but yeah. I was just like... <laughs> a different kind. <laughs> not the highly effective anti-baby film. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the Plan B is a a white English rapper. Of course. And he What's made... Plan A then? I just want to know. <laughs> plan A is actually having the rapper yeah. be a person of color. Yeah. But... yeah. Uh, we're sorry about it. Yeah. This, we're a terrible country. <laughs> <laughs> but he made this whole album that was called The Defamation of Strickland Banks. Like Strickland Banks was this alter ego because he not only raps, Slim he Shady. sings. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Okay. So he invented like this alter ego for his singing voice, which was Strickland Banks. And the whole album is literally a concept album about a musician that gets accused falsely of rape. Every song is just like, duh, women, now I'm in jail because of her. Ay, ay. I, I can't believe that it even got made. But guys, it is everywhere. And I know it seems harmless because you're like, it's only a movie or it's only a book. But the more you consume this stuff, there is like a little part of you that just gets fuller and fuller with other people's ideas. Yeah. And it tells you, it conditions you that the world is this way. And it's not. Put in another way, every time you consume this stuff, somewhere... An angel loses both of its wings. Yeah. Just not boom, just the just, one. No, boom. Just <laughs> <laughs> falls from the sky. But I don't know how we fix this problem. Like, it's not like we can tell movie makers and novelists what to write about and what not to write about. But I don't know. Do we need to be more critical and sit back and be like, well, that report I just read on sexual assault statistics totally blows Gone Girl out of the water. Well, you know what the interesting piece is that we're talking about all these movies and how they get greenlit, right? But then you think about the fact that there are men like Harvey Weinstein who are in control of pushing right. these projects well, through, right? Well, So it's well, like, of well. course, this is what we're going to get. And of course, this passes his litmus test yeah. because, mm -hmm. you know. Crazy women will do crazy things. That's the motto of so many movies. Ben Affleck is in Gone Girl. That's and true. there are people coming out and saying things about him oh, as well. So someone. you throw a rock and you hit uh, an abuser. That's just <laughs> what it is in Hollywood right now. Have you guys seen The Crush featuring Alicia yes. Silverstone? Yes. So Alicia Silverstone is obsessed with this guy, mm -hmm. this tenant in her dad's house or whatever. And she's always on the swing and like a... Mm -hmm. Cute little outfit. Oh, there's like a kind of Lolita vibe yes. to it, isn't there? And they start getting closer, but then he's like, you're 15 and I have a girlfriend and I'm an adult. Oh, no. Yeah. And then she goes hysterical, to mm. use that word. Mm -hmm. And she releases bees into a <laughs> contained room that she locks his girlfriend in and she's allergic to bee <gasps> stings or whatever. And so that happens. And then she accuses him of raping her. And uh. then her dad goes ballistic and like the police get involved. And that's just yet another example of that happening. To your question of how do we stop this, I think this situation is kind of also like the trope of something rapey is happening and then the woman like gives into it mm. and um, then she likes it. You'll get it. into it eventually. Oh, I yeah. got some mm. And mm. even on PBS's Poldark masterpiece, <gasps> last yes. season, the lead of the show that we're supposed to be heavily Rainy invested Thorne. in and he's our hero breaks down the door of his ex, storms upstairs. She's in her bedroom like, what? Get out of here. And he's grabbing her by the bed. And she's like, you wouldn't dare. And he says, oh, yes, I would. He throws her down and she's struggling, but then she likes it. And uh, I'm just like, even hold on masterpiece? Okay. So this goes it's pervasive. deep. And we have to keep calling it out. Maybe they'll find some shame 
and stop making this stuff. This is what I think. I think we just need more responsible portrayals of like women and the way they act in real life. Number one, don't keep trying until we say yes. Mm. That's not going to happen. That's mm-hmm. not a thing that happens in real life. Yeah. And number two, stop portraying them as all like crazy and devious and they'll probably make up false claims about you. Like that's... You just see it again and again. I did some research, and that false rape claim thing, that's in the Bible. Oh. Oh, I did them all the way back It's uh, Potiphar's wife, apparently, not being a Bible student herself. <laughs> Potiphar's wife uh, tries to seduce Joseph. He refuses, and so she makes up a claim, and she tells her husband that Joseph has raped her, and then he gets sent to prison. And so, like, this happens again and again in myths and tales, and apparently it's a lot to do with, like, a powerful married woman trying to seduce a dude, being rejected, and then being so angry about that Mm -hmm. that she invents a false claim. That's a story that comes up again and again in, like, folk tales. And you can't help but wonder if there's something about, like, the powerful aspect of it, you know, taking women down a peg or two. Anyway, it sucks. It's trash. (sighs) We need to be more responsible about this. Speaking of being responsible, I read this essay about a word that a lot of us use but specifically journalists talking about this very topic. Mm-hmm. The essay is called Against Allegedly. <gasps> Ooh, topical. It is by Diana Moskovitz for Deadspin. And she says, her whole thesis is that it's worth examining the media's role in contributing to why we don't believe women, specifically with the overuse of the word allegedly mm. or allegation or accusation. And she says that it's more accurate to just say that these women said these things. She gives these two sentences. Quote, he allegedly raped a woman instead of a woman reported to police that he had raped her. Isn't the second way of saying it more accurate? And she calls this yeah. wiggle language. Um. And she also says that there's another layer on top of it beyond just like us not respecting women as much as what men say or claim or whatever. There's a fear of the gawker effect or like the threat of litigation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Someone like Weinstein will come and sue you because he has the, the time and the yeah. resources. Yeah. And so you have to just say allegedly and like we do it on this show because sometimes I say like, oh, well, everyone knows Will Smith and Jada Pig and Smith are gay, allegedly, because they might be Scientologists, allegedly. And I don't have money. You don't have money. I don't have to say allegedly because that's a fact. <laughs> so You don't have to use the disqualifying allegedly right. around that particular it's like a, It's almost like a way to distance yourself from it, right? Yeah. It's like when you throw allegedly out there. I mean, I think it's just like a lazy way to say whatever it is that you want to say yeah. without having anything of substance to back it up. Yeah. You can like, say anything and you can be like, allegedly. It's like the legalese version of, I was only joking. Right. That's JK. what it is. JK. Yeah. So this writer says that the easy fix is just to say these women said and what they said mm-hmm. and just leave it at that. That's what they said. Also, you give them their voice, right? Because yeah. you're saying this is what they said instead of saying... This happened allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stripping them. And she's a woman, so she's probably Looney Tunes. Mm. Yeah. Am I right? And she also says that, like, what is the magical number before allegations stop being just that? For Harvey Weinstein, I think 90 at this point women mm. have come forward what? with various tales. And Critical so mass. this writer's like, what's the magical number? 95? Make it around 100? Is that when we're, we're starting to believe these people and say that, you know, they stated this, they said this? And so it was just very interesting. You should read it. It's on Deadspin. I will. Yeah. So there's a lot of layers to this issue. Hopefully none of what we just said is outdated by the time. Wouldn't it be nice if it was, though? Wouldn't it be nice? By Wednesday, what if all these problems were solved? World peace. We could just scrap the whole episode. I would be happy to do it. I would be fine with that. Scrap it. Trash it. 
Yeah, it's not gonna happen, guys. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So we'll <laughs> come out next week regularly, I guess. <sighs> Collective side. So that was kind of heavy. Very heavy. I think it's time for some story time. I'm going to bring you some levity, but it's also spoiled a little bit by men again. (laughs) So it's a story time that's a little light, but a little dark as well. Mm. So it's like Fergie's new album, yeah? It's like Fergie's new album? How so? She's got this whole dark light vibe going on. Fergie. Fergie's back, honey. I, th- I think like just a, like a big red button just went off in Fergie's house. Like someone's talking Someone about me. Someone mentioned me. Fergie yeah. Ferg, Fergalicious. Mm-hmm. Definition yes. make them boys go loco. Yeah. I actually have a Fergie reference in this <laughs> Shut thing up. that I'm going to say. Shut up. If Fergie's doing it, it can't be wrong. So <laughs> yes, it's just like Fergie. This story is about a 33-year-old French woman. Fergie. <laughs> Her name is Emma Perrier. Okay. Hi, Emma. She's, she's the water heiress? She is not because she works as a waitress and is like mm. having difficulty paying bills. Got it. So okay. I don't think so. The year is 2015. The place, London, England. Okay. Are you there? I'm there. Okay. So our friend Emma has been dating some hot dude who's 11 years younger than her. Okay, mm. Emma. Go British ahead. dude? He's British. He's got terrible teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee that. You can say that because you're British. <laughs> yes. So they had been together for eight months. Things are going well. Mm. He even took her to his parents' house for fishing. And while they were fishing, it was nighttime and they held hands in the dark. That's cute. And that's what Emma thought as well. Lovely stuff. Okay. Until they were in a train station and she's sitting on a bench minding her business. And he turns to her and he says, you know, I'm not really feeling this relationship thing. I prefer clubbing. And she tries to talk him out of breaking up with her because we all have our low moments mm-hmm. and we don't love ourselves. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. You forgot my PS, which is I never loved you. OK, thanks. Bye. Oh, I don't like this. Man. Well, I knew there was trouble when you said they were holding hands on the boat. And that's as far as they went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, we don't know what else they got. Into. Yeah. Listen. So like most of us going through a tragic breakup, she followed the most important breakup commandment. This one from Lorelai Gilmore. I think what you really need to do today is wallow. Wallow? Oh, yeah. Get back in your pajamas, go to bed, eat nothing but gallons of ice cream and tons of pizza. Don't take a shower or shave your legs or put on any kind of makeup at all. And just sit in the dark and watch a really sad movie and have a good long cry and just wallow. You need to wallow. That sounds like great advice, actually. Right? At least for a day. You need at least 24 to 48 hours of that. The gospel of Lorelai Gilmore. (laughs) So a good wallow is key. But you can't watch The Notebook and stuff your face with pizza and Malamars forever. So you have to move on to a different commandment by a different legendary woman. Her name's Aaliyah. And if you can do the choreography while you do it, mm. exactly. Better. I like how the baseline of that sounds like very gentle farting. I just was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I've never out. noticed that, and I've heard that so many times. Either that or someone just repeatedly uh, putting a zip up and down on their jacket. Yes. Shout out Timberland. Missy Elliott, please collaborate again. I know. We're waiting. Collaborate on the farts. So Emma took Aaliyah's advice, and she tried again on an app called Zoosk. And one of the O's is an engagement ring, so you know it works oh. in getting you a husband. I is mean, this a obviously. Euro thing? I mean, it seems like it because I've never heard of it. So she signs up, and it wasn't too long before a really hot Italian dude named Ronaldo, Ronnie, Skikluna, Come on, Ronnie. messaged her, and he said, You look beautiful. <laughs> 
For context, I'm going to now show Carly and Jamidra a photo of Ronaldo. Okay, let me see. Ronaldo. You better come on. Look at the, is that a rosary? Like, what's going on? He's got the shirt open. Shirt open. He's hanging out of a truck. He basically looks like a love interest from a Britney Spears music video. He absolutely does. Is and that he's a real off photo? focus. Ronnie. And then he also oh, looks wait, like hold that. On. Lovely. See, that is the one. Okay. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> okay. the one. That's the uh, Dolce & Gabbana for men. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Cologne. Commercial. Fragrance ad. Oh. Yeah, no, Ronaldo can get it. And that's exactly what Emma thought. She thought he can get it, he can get this, that, and the other thing. Just break me off a piece. If he comes through, wearing these. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice reference to Gigi Hadid's sister. Bella is her name, but I I call her Gigi Hadid's sister. For those who don't know what we're talking about, let's play that clip. Yeah. If homeboy is coming through with these, it's quiet. Yeah, no, it's quiet for him. But, like, if he comes through in, like, these... You got some Air Maxes out here. Yeah. You got some Jordans. Homeboy's gonna like get it. So that was embarrassing for Bella Hadid. Moving on. It was. She <laughs> never normally talks like that. So Emma messaged Ronaldo back and was pleased to find out he was charming, down to earth. He okay. works a blue collar job just like her. He's an immigrant just like her. They have so much in common. Uh oh. They move off Zeusk and go on WhatsApp and they talk all the time. Here's a little peek into what their exchanges were like. You could have easily picked someone else. (laughs) What is that accent? It's amazing. (laughs) No, you're the only one I wanted to talk to. (laughs) Just go with it. (laughs) As soon as I saw your picture... I wanted you. Wait, you sound like <laughs> Mandy Patinkin in The Princess Bride. This is the, I'm just the color talented. podcast just morphed into a telenovela, though. Just right. Like... Inigo Montoya. <laughs> Makes me happy to know that. Red heart emoji, red heart emoji, red heart emoji. <laughs> so they're getting it on. It's like going really well. Pretty <laughs> much. One of the bodies in Taken. <laughs> Taken 2 is the one I'm in. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for reading my IMDb <laughs> before we recorded today. So, if this all seems too good to be true, it's because it is. I was going to say. Obviously. That profile pic gave it away, man. Right? Too mm. good. Yeah. So, Ronaldo's actually a fictional character mm. created by one Alan Stanley, a 53-year-old who was just getting over a 22-year marriage. Wow. He's getting divorced. Alan. I will show you a photo of him now. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Oh. Alan. Yeah. Always oh, wearing one of those little, those so little thong necklaces So, he essentially well. catfished her. Exactly. Okay. So why did he catfish her? Because he had nothing better to do. Pourquoi? I was in a pretty lonely place. I wasn't feeling the most attractive of people. You know, I always struggled with my self-confidence, and I was going through a messy separation, and I just was feeling like I needed someone to talk to. Where's Alan from? So you just played? <laughs> a really sad country. Yeah. <laughs> so you just played with that girl's emotions. Yes. So apparently he had signed up on Zeusk. Mm-hmm. He had been doing this to several women. Of course. Aww. Because he got a special electrifying thrill out of it, he said. Oh, it's abusive. And he just found pictures of a random model on Google and just used those. So Imagine if he were the model, though. Here's more from him, because I like doing his voice. <laughs> I'm always nervous about posting personal images of myself. I just don't like pictures of me. Catfishing is prevalent across the internet. Everyone does catfishing. You, like you know who you sound like or who you remind me of? What is the podcast you tried to get me to listen to? The serial two that I stopped listening S-Town. to? S-Town. S-Town. You sound like S-Town. <laughs> Brian Reed? Yeah, but the... the <laughs> 
the guy. Wow. Nope, yeah. you sound like Droopy the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Droopy. So Droopy, I'm catfishing you. <laughs> so he and Emma get more and more serious, and they even use cutesy pet names for each other. Stinky is their mm. word for each other. Gross. They also say, I love you, mm. but they've never met. First, no, hold on. First of all, back mm. on up, because mm-hmm. I've been, I don't, I've, I have been witness to a catfish or two. Uh-huh. <gasps> okay? No. Oh, yeah. Really? So, first of all, if you only have three pictures of a person, of an individual, that's a red flag right mm-hmm. there. Mm. Have they ever talked on the phone? Yes. And she didn't hear that voice? <laughs> <laughs> and th- Maybe he put on the, I love you, you stinky. Okay, and then they I never met in person or never video chatted or FaceTime. Well, she was saying, can we FaceTime or can we meet in person? And he would keep giving excuses. He's on a work trip. He drinks whiskey mm-hmm. with his dad a lot. Uh, he vacations at his parents' Spanish villa. Lies. So what you're saying is you're an alcoholic. Yeah. You said you drink lies. whiskey. If you can't talk to me because you drink whiskey a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to talk to you because you drink whiskey. It's like, I drink whiskey, too. God. So by the spring of 2016, they'd been talking for a while, and her family and friends were like, girl, this person's either a creep or he's he's not into you. Like, either or, it's not good. So just let it go. And she's like, no, I love him. And they're like, well, use this reverse image app Mm, to see what comes up when you put his photos in. I was going to say, Google, it's a thing. And reverse image app was like, here are your receipts. Slide it across the desk. The photos were of a Turkish model and actor named Adem Guzel. Mm-hmm. Well, hi, Adem. Right? <laughs> Emma confronts Alan. And he's like, oh, yeah, I used to model back in the day, and I used to go under that name. Used to. Oh. And she's like, I'm going to need active. I'm gonna need a FaceTime because this is too weird. He's and also he like, said, I changed nationality. Right. <laughs> and faces. <laughs> and he's like, FaceTime's for teenagers. Stop asking me about this. I'm getting annoyed with you. Mm. And... She finally broke up with him. Thank God. Psych! She stayed with him. Yeah. She wanted to believe the best in him and that she had found the love of her life or something. And so in August of 2016, nearly a year after they started talking, Alan was having computer troubles. And he gets a new computer, but in a rookie mistake. Mm. He sends a new email and it comes up as Alan Stanley. And so she calls him out about that and is like, what's your excuse this time? And he says, well, I just bought that computer from someone else, uh, and I forgot to change uh, the settings and whatever. The lie. So then he sends a photo of an aquarium, and she does the app on that, and it goes to TripAdvisor. Alan S. is the oh. profile. So she's like, all right. It's stacking up. This is true. So she calls him. Here's what happens. Is your real name Alan? No. But it is. It is. It is. You have trust issues, Emma. Don't you talk to me about the trust, Alan Stanley. So after a bit more back and forth, <laughs> Alan comes clean, mostly. He doesn't really come clean about his age, but Oh, God. This whatever. guy sucks. Yeah, he's bad. Emma's like, you know what? I've had it. I need to protect others, and I also need to let this hot-ass Turkish guy know that his photo is being used. And so she sends him a note on Facebook being like, yo, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And he replies, and they have like a nice back and forth, and she starts being like, maybe this is something and so they facetime and she's like it's not going to be him it's another catfish <gasps> thing i'm like messed up in the head and it is him oh and she cries and she says you really exist plot twist and he's like um okay meanwhile he's like, like what <laughs> <laughs> so after the facetime call they like text back and forth but then he goes back to his little village because he can't find work in the big city and he doesn't have good cell reception or something that's what he said and so they stop talking 
So then she goes back to Alan and she's like, Alan, I need to see you face to face. It's like, girl, girl, let it, stop. let it go. Just know when you when you're shot of a bad thing. Like, do you really need to see him face to face? We've seen the face and you don't need to see it up close. And so they met in London and he has a version of events and she has a version of events. His version. They were both really nervous. They instantly embrace. Quote, the hug went on for about a minute. <laughs> I was quite tearful. He allegedly, there you go. Allegedly. Apologized and then went for a stroll on a beautiful pathway called Lover's Walk. And there was a Winter Wonderland Festival in Hyde Park. And they watched other couples on the Ferris wheel and ice skating. And he checked his iPhone app afterwards, 20 thousand steps it was the best most romantic walk of his life and then emma stayed the night what okay he's lying because there are no beautiful pathways in london there you go (laughs) lies he said as a gentleman i'm very reluctant to talk about that side of things meaning her staying the night still lying it was a perfect night she paid for dinner that evening it's like why is she yeah don't boast about that so her version they met it was awkward she asked pointed questions like, do you actually drink with your dad? And he said, oh, no, my dad's been dead for years. Oh, God. They did go on a walk, but no one was in the park. And the only time they stopped was to look at a memorial for the 52 people killed in London's 2005 bombings. Mm-hmm. So that's romantic. Yeah. And she did not save the night, she said. Even after all this weirdness, they continued to hang out. And How old is she? She's 33. She knows. Oh, she... you know, listen, girl, I thought you were going to say she was 19 <laughs> Yeah, because she's acting like one, yeah. Mm-mm. She's the same age as Jesus. Oh, my. Listen. If he's old enough to get crucified, okay, you're old, you're enough, old to enough to get a clue. Better. Yeah, he no was better. A top get, decision maker. Get a single clue. And so they keep hanging out for whatever weird reason. But then Alan is like, I'm sensing something's weird. I think you're talking to Adem Guzman. <gasps> And she's, the model. Yeah, the model. and so she sends him a talk to you never text, finally, that says, I'm going to meet Adem at the airport because he's coming to see me, boo. And what? it might be fake, but I'm going to go find so out. So Adem has left his small Turkish village. Yes. He's flying into one of Heathrow. the many. Gatwick? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe even Stansted. <laughs> they call it London Stansted, but it's nowhere near London. Bear that in mind when you book your flights. And so they're set to meet on April Fool's Day, which is unfortunate. And she's nervous. And she's like, is this going to be another trick? And all of the people from Istanbul or whatever come off the plane. And she's just like waiting in the arrivals area. And she doesn't see him. And she's like, FML. But then through the crowd, there he is. It's him. And she's like, I'm going to make out with him so hard. And she does that while they're waiting for a cab. Fast forward to today, they live together months Aww. later, and she ended up with the guy whose photos were used to catfish her. Wow. Talk about a good news story. Woo! That's okay. the news story we all need. Meanwhile, yes. Alan is still out there using somebody else's photos. Yep. So you bear that in mind when you're on Zusk. Right? <laughs> Trying to talk Be to someone. Be careful. And if you're wondering what Alan is up to, he had to have awkward conversations with his employer, his daughter, his ex-wife, and everyone in his life because it came out in the media. This was like a big story in England. He eventually had to move away from his town. Ha! Embarrassing. And he also claims he has also found love. It's not just for Adem and Emma. He says, she's a European lady. Younger than me. Actually younger than Emma. I don't consider myself to be particularly good looking. I'm not David Beckham or Tom Cruise or Adem Gazelle. (gasps) Receipts, Alan. Receipts. (sighs) He got got a photo of Christy Brinkley somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like Chris Brinkley now. <laughs> so be careful out there and be careful, Alan, because we're coming for you.
It's the, the peak, peak in the pick. pick. Hey, the, the peak in the pick. Hey. It's time for our peak in the pit of the week. Hey. So our pit of the week goes to Papa John's oh, founder. No. Nope. CEO John Schnatter. Welcome back to Pit of the Week, I think, right? <laughs> Has he been here before? You know, if he hasn't, he should have been. Okay, there we go. So when he's not selling subpar pizza, <gasps> he mm-hmm. stays busy. Allegedly. <laughs> he stays busy by blaming everyone for his failures. Yep. And so when faced with having to provide better health care for his employees, he was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to cut their hours so I don't have to provide any health care. And they're like, why are you doing that? And he's like, Obamacare, Obama's fault. Then when pizza prices were going to go up, he again blamed Obamacare. But blaming Obamacare is very 2000 and late. Mm. (gasps) Thanks, Fergie. (laughs) Fine. I've been on tenterhooks waiting for that Fergie reference. There it is. I'm exhausted now. So who did he blame for this recent earning report for his company that said that things are not going well? I already well? know. I already know. Those kneeling, national anthem-hating football players. That's who. Mm-hmm. Papa John's is the official sponsor of the NFL. And according to him, the protests are, quote, polarizing the customer and making sports fans less likely to crave Papa John's pizza. But they could also not be craving it because it's not very good. Mm, yeah, that's really usually not <laughs> Who wants rubbery that's cheese? Funny. I don't. No, you don't. Rising out of that to the peak of the week, another pizza chain <laughs> CEO, <laughs> Little Caesars Pizza, is run by Mike Illich. I think it's actually run by Caesar. Well, yeah. of course, of course. Little, little <laughs> Caesar. He's little. a rapper. Okay. Yes, respect the name. <laughs> And he unfortunately died earlier this year. Oh, so I feel bad now. But stories were coming out after he passed about how he lived his life. And one of these stories is that in 1994, Rosa Parks was robbed and assaulted in her home. And he decided he needed to do something to help her. And so he paid to have her relocated and he paid her rent at her new place. I did not know this. For a year. And then the year after that. And then the year after that. And for 11 years until she died. You better come on. Yes. Why didn't more people know about this? Because he did it secretly. Because people who are actually kind don't Don't need need a pat on the back. Don't you? They don't need to tweet about it. They don't need to tweet. They don't even need a Twitter account. They're just like, I'm just going to be a good person, and that's fine by me. My heart is warm. So peak of the week to him posthumously because I didn't know who he was until this week, but I love him. And now to our song of the week, curated by one Jimmy Dra. So this week, I'm a toss song of the week to an artist that I don't think gets enough shine out here. Who dat? Who dat? I'm not forgetting. I do love her. Uh, Miguel. Okay. Oh, yeah, my Hashtag mom loves beautiful. Miguel. So, yeah. <laughs> so Miguel has been around for a while now. Like, I used to, I mean, he's got, as Emmanuel would say, he's got some bops. How Many Drinks is one of my favorite. Adorn, All I Want Is You. So he's coming out with a new album later this year, I think. Although he's got, what, a month and a half left? Yeah. It's supposed to drop in 2017. I'm looking at my watch. Deadline. Yes, Deadline. It's called Skywalker. Okay. Featuring Kylie Jenner's baby daddy, Travis Scott. And from here, <laughs> henceforth, I shall refer to all men by their relationships with women. There yes. you go. Okay. So uh, Kylie Jenner's baby daddy is on the track, and it's all about living life to the fullest. Mm. He says, good things come to those who wait, but don't put the jump in too long. So just... Soak it up. Yeah, soak it up. Yeah, I will.
thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Another shout out to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our theme song and those new bits of music between segments that you hum along to. And do you want to make our hearts grow literally five times larger? Then go and rate us five stars on iTunes. It really helps us. Until next week, find us on social media. I'm Excuse My Booty with the E on Instagram without the E on Twitter. Oh, so difficult. I'm at Teacup in the Bay on Twitter and Instagram. So consistent. Mm. And you can find me at Jamitra Says on Twitter and Instagram. Send us cute emojis. Retweet. Use hashtag the cooler podcast. Accidentally hit the like button on something we posted years ago and then feel weird about it. Yay, Yay. 49 weeks deep. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.